and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Tuesday, August the 8th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 902 of the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun first hour. Uh, Richard Clark, uh, our good friend, uh, who just newly engaged himself, uh, got to catch up on all that. We talked about the college uh, sports landscape. We talked about uh, NBA salaries. We just talked about a little bit of everything there. Uh, high school, heck, we talked high school sports too with him. So if you missed that, you need to go to brianhanks.com and check that out, and you will be able to. Uh, to hear that. So uh, I tell you what, uh, that was Richard Clark in our first hour. Coming up here in our second hour, we're going to have uh, Scott Scooter Rogers joining us here. In fact, giving him a call right now, we're going to get him up here on the line with us. But let me tell you about Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 10 years. I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards, and Woman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. And that's beside Highland Furniture and across from Cell Automall. And again, thank you to Woodman Life for being one of our day one sponsors of the Brian Hanks Show. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, he is the voice of ECU baseball. He is uh, the man that uh, heads up the uh, Little League Softball World Series that is going on right now in Greenville, that the eyes of the sports world on Greenville, North Carolina, and it's because of Scott Scooter Rogers. How are you doing this morning, my friend? Doing good, Brian. How about you? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm battling my way through. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm at about sixty percent. How's that? That well, we'll see if we can get that up a little bit higher as the day goes along <laughs> today. I know. I know that you are. You're ready to get that voice back. You're absolutely right. I've been banging out Gatorades and uh, getting ready because I get to be. On the mic for uh, PA tonight for the 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock games out at Little League Softball World Series. I'm very excited about that. We've got that to talk about. I want to get a little ECU baseball talk in, too, and uh, talk about Gavin last night. Uh, 12 strike, seven innings pitch, one hit given up, 12 strikeouts, one walk. He is making Pirate Nation proud, isn't he? He absolutely is. It's really cool to see what Gavin is doing this year and, and his rookie season in the majors. And, you know, for a guy who was just pitching in college you know, three years ago in that 2021 season, I mean, to see the development that he has done in the minor league system with the Guardians and now being up in the major leagues in Cleveland, it's, it's been really cool. And, you know, the teams that he's facing, too, getting all these strikeouts and pitching good against, these are good major league clubs that he's pitching against. And so that shows how good Gavin has been to start his rookie season. And it is amazing. And again, as someone who bleeds uh, pirate purple and gold the way you do, uh, Scott, I mean, I know this means a lot to you to be able to uh, pop on the uh, on the on a game and be able to see him representing Pirate Nation as well as he has. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, not just Gavin Williamson. You've got also Alec Burleson with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, these two are probably not going to be the only ones in the majors here for too long. Connor Norby with the Baltimore Orioles. It's in AAA right now in Norfolk, and it's pretty much right there on the cusp of getting the call at any moment, it seems like. And, you know, that's a testament, too, to what Cliff Godwin has done here in East Carolina, developing these players and get putting them in the position to make uh, these deep runs in their professional careers. And, you know, you look at East Carolina right now, you have Gavin Williams, you have Alec Burleson, and I believe you still have Jeff Hoffman in the major leagues right now as well. And so that's at least three major leaguers right there to come to mind for East Carolina right now. And a possible fourth maybe with Connor Norby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I got to ask you, man. I mean, the sky is a limit for him to start as well as he has a Gavin has. Been. And I've been calling them the Indians all morning. Goodness gracious. You're right. The Guardians. When you said Guardians, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But as well as he started with the Guardians, I mean, you got to think, man. I mean, the, the sky is the limit for that young man, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, for him being at such a young age and you know, that arm does not have much mileage on it right now. And so it's going to be fun to watch him. I mean, you know, this being just his first year in the majors, you know, with him being so young, like I just said, you know, he's poised for a, you know, really good Major League Baseball career. And it's going to be – it's really cool for Gavin because they didn't get to know Gavin a ton because he was at East Carolina before I got the radio job. But being a fan and seeing how other people interacted with him, you know, Gavin – uh, you know, he's a great guy as well. And so everybody in Green is certainly happy for him. Absolutely. That voice you're listening to is Scott Scooter Rogers. He is the voice of ECU baseball. Uh, we're talking a little bit about that, but he's also in charge of the Little League Softball World Series. We're going to get to that here in a few moments. Uh, let's put a wrap on that ECU uh, 23 season. And I, I'm trying to remember if we had you on after the season, and I'm almost positive I haven't. So uh, this is going to be our first chance to talk to you after uh, they make it up to the Charlottesville Regional. Play some great baseball there. Unfortunately, come up a little bit short. Uh, just would love to uh, get the the Scott Scooter Rogers season in review. Uh, ECU baseball twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, obviously you you didn't make it out of that Charlottesville regional, but forty seven regular season wins. You know, you made it to your conference title game in the tournament, and you know, you won the regular season this year in the American, and so. You know, it's, it's very hard to win 47 games in a college baseball season. And for East Carolina to do it the way they did this year, it's a lot about, you know, this team. And, you know, a lot of times I thought that team got a, a bad rap at, uh, at a lot of points during the season last year. But, I mean, the, those guys worked hard all season long. The coaching staff worked hard all season long. And so, you know, when you see what Cliff Gowan builds and being around that team off the field, you, should, you see how much not only him but everybody on that coaching staff cares for that program. And to see them, to, to see them succeed on the field is, is really special to see, especially when you have that off-the-field connection to them. Absolutely. Again, that voice list is Scott Scooter-Rogers. Uh, we're talking about ECU baseball. And again, it, you are right. It, it was a little bit unfair. There were some pretty serious expectations on that team last year. Uh, how, do, how do you feel they did in regards to those expectations, Scott? Yeah, I mean, obviously that goal is, you know, Omaha every single year. You know, obviously they're going to be upset they didn't make that goal. But, you know, it's one of the goals that Cliff Godwin has every year also is, is winning that regular season conference title. 
and also winning 40 games. And they did both of those last season. And so it's not like they were not meeting any of their expectations from last year or not meeting any of their goals from last year either. And, you know, being around college baseball, and you know this as well, I mean, winning 40 games is oh, yeah. hard to do. And for East Carolina to have won 47 of them this year and win that regular season conference title shows a lot about how well that season was this past year. Absolutely, and uh, let's uh, pivot to uh, the 24 season. I know uh, fall ball is probably right around the corner. I mean, I, I don't have a schedule or anything here in front of me, Scott, but it's got to be. I, they usually do that in October or November, I think. Uh, what are your expectations? And I'm going to ask you about – let me just go ahead in the elephant in the room. Just a lot of people shocked around here uh, when the news of uh, Alec Makarevich uh, transferring from Greenville to Raleigh uh, – to me, and this now this is Brian Hanks speaking here. I'm not. This isn't Scott Scooter Rogers saying this. This is Brian Hanks saying it. That one shocked me. I mean, I, uh, you know what? I don't. I don't. What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't uh, mind somebody transferring. It is what it is. You know. I mean, if you know for whatever reason you decide to go to another program, but Scott, why in the world NC State, dude? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a very good question, but I mean that is that is you know that's college athletics these days, especially with NIL. You know, you see players transfer all the time that you know really don't have a, a better reason to transfer almost, other than you know to get a payday. And you know, I'm not saying that's why Alex McIverbitt transferred at all or anything, but you know that's just what college athletics is turning into. The transfer portal has you know changed at you know everything football, basketball, baseball, every sport, the transfer portal has changed them all. And, you know, it's frustrating for a lot of programs because they lose good players because of it that probably would still be at, be at those schools if it wasn't for the transfer portal a lot of times. And so I know it's frustrating for a lot of people. But, you know, the good thing about it is, you know, it's next man up. You know, you've got other guys right there on that roster already that can step into that role and, you know, it's going to be good to see them next year get their full-time chance to uh, try to get that role to start the 2024 season. Doesn't NC State visit uh, Greenville this year, or am I am I off there? I am about 90% sure that they do. <laughs> As the voice of the ECU Pirates, I'm just, I need an observation or an observational point here, Scooter. Uh, what do you think the response is going to be when Alec Makarevich comes to the plate in Greenville, uh, what, what, what sounds do you think you'll hear emanating from the, the crowd at Clark LeClaire? I'll just say that uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a warm welcome back. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me on that one, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I got to tell you, I kind of hope I'm on the PA mic for that one when uh, when uh, when Makarevich comes to the plate against uh, ECU. I think it's a, uh, I like a warm welcome. Ah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, uh, Scott Scooter-Rogers, let's talk about this 24 uh, ECU baseball team. Uh, Again, they'll be starting fall ball here in the next few weeks, I guess. Uh, What are you anticipating? The returning players, new players that are coming in, of course, the continued just incredible coaching of uh, Coach Cliff Godwin. What are you anticipating for 2024 and the expectations that are going to be there, Scott? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously that expectation every year is obviously Omaha and you know, there's there's going to be some interesting spots open with, with this ECU team coming up in 24, you know, with Josh Moreland getting drafted this year. That leaves a starter role at the first base open this year. And is that going to be someone like Cam Quanch or 
uh, Carter Cunningham. Those are two guys right there that can step into that role very easily uh, and perform at a very high level. And then, of course, with Alex Makarevich leaving now, you have that third base position open, but you had freshman Jason Williams last year who played some third base late in the year and you know, he's done a really good job in the summer this year in, in collegiate ball. And uh, that's somebody also that can step right into that third base role as well. But Cliff Godwin also has gone out and picked up a couple of transfers, it seems, for this upcoming season, a couple of pitchers, um, I believe maybe an infielder or two as well. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they fit into the mix this season as well. But there's going to be a lot of options there for East Carolina to replenish those spots that opened up this after this past season. But regardless, I think East Carolina is in very good shape once again next season. As they will be. As long as Cliff Godwin is in charge of that program, you know it's going to be solid year in, year out. How is recruiting uh, for this year's class? Uh, the recruiting class this year looks to be pretty good. I don't think they've officially announced the recruiting class okay. yet. I could be wrong on that. But from what I've been hearing, uh, you know, this recruiting class seems to be pretty good. One player that you know they were very hopeful to get on campus was Crystal Carter, who was turned down a, a good amount of Major League Baseball draft calls this past season. And so being able to have him on campus is going to be huge for this program because this is a freshman that probably will start on opening day if I have a good run. Oh, that is awesome. That is very good to hear. Again, Scott Scooter Rogers, he is our big interview today. And as you know, the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview here on the show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to UNC Lenore Healthcare, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right back into our big interview here with uh, Scott Scooter Rogers, the radio voice of ECU baseball, but... The reason we have him on today is because of uh, the eyes of the sports world right now on Greenville, North Carolina. It's because of the Little League Softball World Series that Scooter is uh, just intimately involved with and uh, a big part of the reason why they're here in Greenville. And before we even talk about the teams and talk about the games and the atmosphere and all that, for folks who maybe don't know, Scott, how did you get involved with uh, the Little League Softball World Series and the Little League World Series? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when I finished playing Little League here in Greenville, uh, back in my younger days, you know, I've always just had a very good connection with the Greenville Little League program and started volunteering with them and got into some PA and scorekeeping roles and that eventually grew throughout the year. And, uh, you know, when we got to 2019 and we saw that the Little League Softball World Series was leaving its home of Portland, Oregon, due to some other circumstances, we got our core group together down here. We decided to put a bid in for the World Series to get it to Greenville. And about three to four months later, after that bid was initially put in, uh, we were named the host of what is now the Little League Softball World Series here in Greenville. And you know, just to see it grow from that very first 
coach here in Greenville from now has been really cool. You know, not and when I say grow, you know, you look at fans throughout the years, you look at our you know volunteer base is growing every single year. The ESPN coverage is growing every single year, and so as this tournament continues to grow, it gets more and more special every single season, and it's just an awesome feeling to have this in Greenville and just be a small part of this tournament as well. Absolutely. And when you think, and you know, as someone that was in uh, news for as long as I was with uh, newspapers and all that, you always talk about economic impact and it is just, I can't even imagine, but you probably have a dollar amount. What, what does economically, what does the little league softball world series mean to Greenville and to Pitt County? Yeah, I think the number that the convention and visitors bureau came up with for this year is 1.2 million. Yeah. But that, that is what this tournament brings in the Greenville win. You know, I'm, uh, obviously the city of Greenville is a huge supporter of this tournament as well, and they're a big part of why this tournament is here as well. And so there's a lot of moving parts to this tournament, you know, not only from the Greenville Recreation and Parks Department to the Greenville Little League people, uh, and also just the, the city of Greenville staff as well. You know, there's a, all three of us work together with Little League International and you know, we're, we've got a really good team here, and it's a big reason why this tournament has been such a big success the past two seasons and now here in year three. Well, I tell you what, like I said, I can't wait to get out there uh, tonight and check it out. Uh, tell people what they can – and I, I do need to tell you this because you're going to get a kick out of this and a couple of our listeners too that uh, have been out there. Dude, nothing has been more fun over the last couple of days, Scott, than uh, looking on Facebook – and seeing all the, the – there's at least – of these are just my friends, at least six or seven friends that have been out there in the first couple of days of it. And you get to see their different angles. You know, one's in the outfield. One, uh, you know, is in the concourse area. One of them are, you know, right below you in the score or in the uh, press box area. Uh, to see all these different angles of the games. And I, and we're just here in Kenton. That's the six or seven people that I know that are there. It's got to be extra special for you when you uh, – survey uh social media and you get to see all those different angles of pictures and stuff isn't it yeah absolutely it is you know for me as a you know i'm I'm pulled in so many different directions during games in this tournament so you don't really get to grasp a whole lot of different angles throughout the ballpark throughout games and like you said to be able to see pictures and stuff and where people have sat throughout this thing and just see the different angles of the ballpark that you don't get to see very often is really cool and you know, it's like you said, you know, there's it's six or seven people that you've seen just from Kenton that have come to this thing. And, you know, that shows how well this tournament has, you know, captured the public eye. But people driving from Kenton, you know, I saw the other day where there was a family down here, I believe it was from uh, Northern Virginia, that drove down for, uh, for the day to watch games. Just because they were softball fans, they had two girls, they wanted to see it. And since they were in driving distance, they came down to watch for the day and you know that's something that you know almost gives you a feeling like you know the Little League Baseball World Series of Williamsport where people make day trips out of it people go to it every single year and I think you know as this tournament grows every single year that's something you can see as uh, you know people pretty much plan to come to this every single year just as fans and I love it man and I'm telling you the facility uh, last year, and I admitted that, you know, you, uh, uh, I was honored to, uh, do some PA for you last year with it. And I got a, my first chance to see the facility that this event is played in, man, 
It is amazing. Brag on the great job that Greenville Parks and Rec does with that. And just, again, it, it looks like a professional facility, dude. Yeah, it does. You know, Greenville Recreation Parks actually does not take care of the field year-round. It's, it's Brian Weingart from Greenville Little League. They are the only ones that really take care of this field year-round. And then when the World Series time comes around, uh, former professional groundskeeper Chris Ball kind of heads up the grounds crew here and, and does all the day-to-day stuff during the month of the Little League softball World Series. But, you know, Brian did a, a huge job in this field all season long, especially not having really a a crew to work with throughout the regular season here for baseball and also during the off season. But, you know, it, it shows his hard work that he puts into this place and shows how much he cares about the Little League program and also just helps be part of the whole. Well, again, like I said, uh, folks, if you've not been out there, you need to go out there because, I mean, it's, you know, uh, the price to get into the game, uh, it's pretty competitive, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's three ninety nine. dollars that's what blows my mind, man. Just that you can go out there, watch these these young ladies out there uh, play softball at a very ridiculously high level. I mean, it is it's incredible in the first place. But something like this doesn't get pulled off without volunteers. That was the thing that shocked me the most. I mean, and I'm talking to Scott Scooter Rogers now, and uh, I mean, you must get paid very very well to be uh, to be in charge of this and to run this, right? Well, I do not run this tournament at all. You know, this is a volunteer role that I'm in. Uh, you know, the press box and also being the local media contact here. But, you know, people ask me that all the time. You know, why do you do this without getting paid? You know, I can't believe you don't get paid to do any of this. And, you know, that's what makes Little League so special, you know, the volunteer part of it. And, you know, that's a really a, a word that has been lost in this world over the past, I would say, five to ten years, you know, it's, Everybody has to expect money almost to to do anything in in life, especially when you do stuff like this. And you know, it, you also have a, a sense of pride volunteering. You know, I know you take very big pride in your PA work, and you know, it, it being here as a volunteer, I'm sure it feels a little bit different than you know when you're doing it like in East Carolina or for the Wood Ducks, and you're getting paid, but you have a sense of pride in it when you're volunteering your time to do it because you feel like you're giving back to, you know, the kids when you were that age because you knew how special it was when you were playing youth baseball or softball as well. And, you know, that's a feeling that I have because I grew up playing Little League here in Greenville and to give back not only to the, the baseball players here in Greenville during the regular season, but also to these excellent softball players who have worked so hard to get this far in their, their seasons this year and the, and the work that they've put in their whole softball careers to get from this point is a very rewarding feeling. Well, you're an amazing guy, dude. I've thought that since I've gotten to know you, man, just that you give your time and you walk up in the press box and every person in that press box is volunteering their time too. And they're not just – I mean, I thought I was doing all right being, you know, driving from Kinston, whatever, you know, that 30-minute trip. Man, you got guys from all over the country that work in that press box, don't you? We do. You know, we, we, we gained a, another PA announcer this year from uh, the Virginia Beach area. He's a Little League volunteer there. And in the past three years, uh, we've had a very good crew of uh, Chris Webb. She is, this is actually her 45th year God. as a Little League volunteer. And she is, she's been the official scorer every single World Series here in Greenville. She's done numerous World, or, uh, regional tournaments down in Warner Robins, Georgia, and then also two guys by the name of Brian Weisman and William Sims. They drive up every year from Irmo, South Carolina. They're both district 
district administrators there in South Carolina, but they come here every year just because of what I said just a few moments ago. They love Little League. They love volunteering. And they just love giving back to these kids. Well, it's amazing. And like I said, just uh, such an honor. This lasts through uh, August 13th, so I guess it lasts through uh, this Sunday. That's when the, the championships will be. Uh, again, uh, just uh, nuts and bolts, what do people need to know, uh, especially coming here from Kenston, Lenore County, what do they need to know about coming and visiting Little League Softball World Series this week? Uh, the biggest thing, you know, parking is the College Hill lot at the bottom or on campus of East Carolina. That's where the general public parking lot is. You just take a quick walk through the greenway. There's lights that come to night games and it's lit up. There's also golf cart shuttles set up as well from the city of Greenville from that parking lot. So if you don't want to walk, you can hop on the golf cart as well. There'll be numerous food trucks lined up and down Elm Street. We actually close off uh, the actual street from 10th Street to 14th during the World Series. And so you don't have to worry about getting hit by a car if you're trying to get a hot dog or anything this week as well. But the food truck provides such a great atmosphere. And, you know, as you said a few moments ago as well, you do not have to pay to get in. Everything is, you know, admission is free to this. The actual stadium portion of the uh, park, there are reserve seats in there. And so there's a few general admission seats you might be able to get in the stadium, but there's plenty of standing room out in the outfield all around the ballpark and a few other bleacher seats as well. That is all general admission with first come, first serve. But tonight's going to be a big crowd as well with the local team from Pitt County playing at 7 o'clock. And so we had a Great crowd down here Sunday night when Pitt County played. Yesterday, our crowd was down a little bit just because of how hot it was as well. It was very hot here yesterday, but we're expecting some really good crowds today. And today's also going to be a little bit, it's going to be really special because we are welcoming the athletes from limited softball players today. They'll be walking around the park, hanging out with the teams that are not playing today. Uh, we have some first pitches scheduled. You know, I'll I'll go ahead and throw this one out for you, Brian. The game at one o'clock today is going to be really cool because softball fans will know this name. Cat Osterman will be throwing out the first pitch at one o'clock today, and so it's going to be very cool to be around those professional softball players as well. Well, very good. Well, listen, I I know you were up to your eyeballs with work and everything, and we can hear you right now uh, getting ready for today's activities out there at Elm Street, dude. Listen. Scott Scooter Rogers, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I will see you uh, later on today. Can't wait to be behind the mic for that and uh, just watch some quality softball. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us this morning on the show. Absolutely, Brian. We will see you tonight. We'll see you tonight. That's Scott Scooter Rogers, ECU, Little League Softball World Series. Hey, let's get John and Jonathan in here, and uh, let's play a little Zamet. Okay, okay. Awful way to start a segment. <laughs> I know we you should be. To... I know we should be helping, but I'm out of rope. You got anything to ask? <laughs> well, Brian, there's worse ways to start a segment. Let's be honest. Uh, we're, we're a little out of practice. I feel like you know we don't. Yeah. Those shows we had to do while you were. Wait, what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, the I... checks we got while you never. Mind. Wait, what? Mm, yeah. Uh, we had this little game. It's called Zamet. Yeah. John Doss, why don't you tell everybody what Zamet is all about? Zamet is an app where you uh, – Shazam, Shazam is, is yeah. an app where you uh, let the uh, app hear a sample of a song and it will tell you the, the name of the artist and you can go to that app and it will tell you how many t- times people have looked it up 
hence the name Zamet. There you go. And what I like to do with it, or what this whole game is, the concept of it is, is I play the song, and then you guys rotate what, how many times you think it's been Shazam. Yes. And it blows you guys away because there will be a song that, you well, know. There's zero science behind it. It's yeah. total happenstance. It is. It's a, I don't know if it's total happenstance, but it, it's a lot of happenstance. It's total happenstance. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey, why don't you tell us a little bit, since we're not doing the birthday game today and we're doing Zamet instead, we uh, want to give our good friend Jacques Passley and Goico Office Automation some love here since he is sponsoring this segment. Yeah, we're going to give him his money's worth. Well, uh, normally they uh, they sponsor the birthday game, but Jacques Passley and the fine folks are equally as thrilled to sponsor the uh, the, the segment known as Zamet. And, uh, you know, they're, they're more thrilled than anything to have people come down to the Innovation Center and see what they have to offer and just have a good conversation about the office automation game and what they can do for you to up your game. Mm. So if you want to be like Jacques and his crew, you need to give them a call. And how would you do that, Jonathan Massey? With a phone. <laughs> Obviously, okay. <laughs> well, loud hailer. <laughs> uh, you dial 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goecoNC.com. What is goeco.com? Or if you're Linda Whittington, amnestyinternational.com <laughs> or org. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. That's not cool. Okay, here we go. That's uh, what she keeps saying. Speaking mm. of beautiful Linda Whittington, how about this? This is one of her favorite songs. So we'll, we'll start with this one. Uh, who gets to go for it? I don't care who. Is it Help by the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> he got you there for a second. That was good, though. Uh, yeah. You got to give him credit. That was good. No, this is one of her I favorite. give him nothing. I know you don't. Oh, this is from this Greece. Greece. Yeah, the song is. I got chills. They're multiplying. They're multiplying. And I'm Dude. Oh, God, you missed his interpretive <laughs> dance over there. Oh, God. I was... oh, hold on. It's electrifying. <laughs> oh, God. And here comes Olivia. Wasn't that her at the beginning? No, that was John Travolta the whole way. I that think. was a man singing the <laughs> first verse? Yeah. Wow. Okie dokie. John you Travolta. Say so. It's so weird. Look at Look how pretty she is, dude. Well, that's Travolta. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you made me look at it again bothers me. A little loud there, dog. Yeah, sorry. It's you're the one I'm, that I'm I want. Gonna, I'm going to weld something right there. <laughs> You're the one that I want, featuring John Travolta. It's Olivia Newton-John. Uh, who wants to go first? Massey. Does. I think I won last time, so yeah. I'll go So uh, how, many, uh, how many Shazam says, you're the one that I want? 1.25 million. John Dawson. Uh, 1.3 million. How about... 4.059 million. How do they not know what this is from? That's, you're making my point for me. This makes no sense. Like, look, this is and this is how I've started rationalizing this. When you're in the car now and you have the radio on, you can usually it usually comes across who yeah. who the artist is and what the song is. So you don't really have the need for it. But if you're sitting in front of a TV and they're playing it on a soundtrack or uh, commercial or if you're or a complete moron and don't know this song. Yeah, but if you're watching Grease, you should know <laughs> who sings the Smash song. Uh, uh, I'll give you that. John and Dawson, you lead one another. Uh, Here's our next song. Dawson. 
What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I wish we were playing Who Sang It. Who is it? Oh, oh. it's uh, Super Tramp, isn't it? Yep. Song? Give a Little Bit. Give a Little Bit by Super Tramp. I love Super Roger Tramp. Roger Hodgson, I believe. I couldn't do all that. How many, how many times has this been Shazam, John Dawson? 800,000. You say 800,000. What do you say, John? Is it Matthew? You tell me this has been Shazam 4.05 million times. I believe you. I don't know who it is. <laughs> but you would Shazam this song, wouldn't yeah, you? I would, 100%. I'd be like, ah, what is this? It sounds good. I like to listen to it. No. Give a little bit by Super Tramp. But yeah. Everybody in the world knows what Grease is, but everybody Shazams it. I don't. What'd you say? 800, 750,000. 2.1 million you times. You son of a... <laughs> 2.1 million times. Give a little bit by Super Tramp. I love no, this song. You like this, don't you? Yeah. 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 He's getting all Jimmy Hoffa in front of the Teamsters uh, Christmas party over there. <laughs> Is that Counting Crows? Mr. Round Jones. here! Well, that's Mr. Jones, but... Mr. Yeah. Jones and me... Owed each other fairy I'm a, tales. I'm a white guy with dreadlocks. I should lose my he license. Is a, just listen to this for a second. This, this is another one of those nonsense songs. But he's moaning and whining, so it probably should mean something. That sha la 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 is a lift from Van Morrison, by the so way. He at one point he said, oh, "Paint me a beautiful picture," and it, he starts talking about all different shades of gray. Talking about. Oh, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Oops, you all right over there? No. I'm, this game makes me mad. This stupid <laughs> band is pissing me off. I don't know which way is up. Somebody shoot me. Uh, how many times has this been Shazam? <laughs> I don't even know what to say, John. I mean, I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> From a safe distance. <laughs> it's fun to watch somebody else's mental breakdown. Uh, yeah. From arm's length away. Yeah. Uh, 950,000. You say 950,000. Why did I say that again? Dude. <laughs> okay, uh, what'd you say? 950,000, I think is what I said. One million. 5.3 million. <laughs> <laughs> 5.33 million. Okay. Oh, God. Cut that off for a second. Let me just get this out of my system. No. I love this song. I hate it. That's Fleetwood Mac, is it? Who is it? Jerry Rafferty. Well, that's the guy that did Baker Street, right? Okay. Right down the line. Uh, John Dawson, it's you. You lead three to nothing. I would think this one be, would be Shazammed a lot because that's not really a household name. Once he had again, like two big hits. There's my logic. And it's going to be like 27 times or something ridiculous. You know the song though, right? No. Really? No. 1.5 million. 1.2 million. 2.1 million you times. Son of a bitch, Shazam. I love this song. It's a really is good it, song. Is it on like a movie or. I, it TV was in a show. movie. It was no. It was in a movie. I just don't remember which. It one. came out in the '80s, didn't it? I, bl I don't have the year it came out, yeah. but I'm thinking. Okay, now here is one of my all-time favorites. 
Well, that's uh, the police message in a bottle. Indeed, it is. Uh, it's four to nothing, so it goes back to oh, John. I saw I saw somebody making a joke the other day. Oh, it was uh, whose line is it anyway? They said, um, you know, they, it was like, uh, what would you, you know, if if, if you're at the beach and a bottle washed up, what would you expect it to say? And when I'm opening it up, pretending to open it, he's like. Give this to stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. It was a deep cut. I was. I, was, I appreciated uh, it. Four to nothing. Uh, you lead John Dawson, but Jonathan Massey, it's your turn. Message in a bottle by the police. How many times has it been shazammed? Four point two million. You say four point two. What do you say, John Dawson? Four million. Two point five million times. Uh, message in a bottle has been shazammed. I hope whoever created Shazam. Don't, don't, don't do it. Always has kidney stones and cannot get rid of them. Wow. <laughs> it's now five to nothing. Let's see. Uh, oh, here's a good song. Well, that's Dire Straits. Indeed it is Dire Straits. A song? Walk of Life. Walk of Life. Indeed it is. What's next? How many times has it been Shazam, John Dawson? Three million. You say three million. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? I'm going to be wrong. What does it matter? 2.99 million. <laughs> it's been shazammed 5.5 million times. <laughs> You're on a roll, John Dawson. Mm. Six to nothing. I love this song. Is this not a great song? Good song. Woohoo. See, I was thinking, go over what John says. Should have done it, but I was like, "Why? My logic hasn't worked thus far." <laughs> let's, put U2, let's put a U two song out there. Put a deep cut. It's too loud. I can tell already. That's, that's, that's uh, discotheque. It it's too loud. I'm like Larry Mullen on this. Yeah, we talk about that. Earlier. I'm like Larry Mullen on this segment. <laughs> So it's uh, six to nothing. John, I love this song. I love the song, though. You don't like it? It's okay. It's not my top 10 U2 oh, songs. It's not even my top 50% of U2 songs. But I like the, the guitar is interesting. I do like that. Yeah, let's see. He's getting ready to get into it right here. Disco Tech over there, Jonathan Massey. How many times has it been YouTube or uh, YouTube? How many times has it been Shazam? Seven hundred fifty thousand. You say seven hundred fifty. What do you say, John Dawson? Seven hundred thousand. Would you believe only eighty-eight thousand six hundred sixty-eight times? I, when I said seven fifty, I thought that was too high. Yeah. This, uh, you lead seven. Not strong as course. Oh, it's not. No, I like that. Yeah. I'm into U2 for the edge anyway. And his various hats. Yeah. <laughs> or toboggans, yeah. What uh, about that belly dancer he married from the Octone Baby Tour? You do or don't like it? I didn't hear what you said, dude. I, was like, <laughs> I said, how about? Oh, yeah. She, yeah. she was, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yuck. Am I right, guys? No, horrible. Is that the cure again? Live version. 
which I probably shouldn't do a live version because it's going to be, but I just want you to hear this. I love this. Now you know it. Who is it? Hold on one second. You don't know this? Can't hear you. It's too loud. Oh, Depeche Mode. That sounds better than the studio version to me. Sort of does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's policy of truth. I'm not going to go with it being a live version. It's 1.5 million. What would y'all have said? I, I, I don't know. The live version, I don't know how to gauge it. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know. I tend to go for live versions myself. Yeah. Let me find. Uh, I'm trying to keep, but not for this. Yeah. You know, That's Queen. Somebody to love. Whose guess is it? Uh, yours. You're up seven to nothing. <sighs> I'm trying to factor in people who say they're Queen fans just because they saw the movie. <laughs> A lot of um, my wife. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one million. You say one million. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Once. I want to go higher, but 1.1 million. He finally strikes. Says 2.3 million. Jesus. Before Christ. the movie, it would have been 1 million. Yeah. Oh, Dawson, uh, <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Dillon. I can't stop it. Jacob Dillon, one and, headlight. And well, that's not Jacob Dillon. What's his band name? Jacob Dillon is not the artist. Yeah, he's the artist, but he's the lead singer of this band. Oh, wallflowers. The, the wallflowers, yep. whatever. I like this song. Ho, 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 lot. Uh, seven to one is to you, Jonathan Massey. 2.7 million. And your guess? 2.6 million. 4.2. You've got a rally going here, Jonathan Massey. It's seven yeah. to two. Yeah, and the Indians are going to, Guardians are going to win the World Series. Let's see. Oh, this is fun. That's Jay Giles Band. Indeed, it is Jay Giles Band. Da, 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 da. Tell him what it's about, John and Dawson. It's about uh, his girlfriend having pictures of herself made that he does not approve of. That may or may not have appeared in a magazine. And this oh, is their this? second song about this. This yes, is not Centerfold, which is no. also about the same thing. Yeah. They had a theme going. Yeah. So, uh, Freeze Frame by the Jay Giles Band, John Dawson. You two's got a song about a freeze frame. Yes, they do. Babyface. Eight hundred thousand. You say eight hundred thousand. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Eight hundred fifty thousand. Five hundred and forty-two thousand. So you're back on the horse there, John Dawson. You lead eight to two. I guess we'll play to ten. Yeah. Over there dancing again. Kate Bush? It is Kate Bush. You know the song? 
Is it running up that hill? It's running up that hill. I think this was produced by David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. He's the one that discovered her, by the way. Oh, wow. In parentheses, a deal with God. Oh, okay. Love this song, man. Love this song. Uh, eight to two. It's your turn, Jonathan. How many times is running up that hill a deal with God being uh, Shazam by Kate Bush? What was 475,000. What was the song she had used in a movie or something recently and it became that song? Oh, Jesus. What did you say? <laughs> I hear it. What did you say? 400? Just say whatever. Just say what did you say? Over 475,000. 500,000. Yeah, it's probably like 7.8 million yeah. times it was in Stranger Things. That's it. It was in Stranger Things. So, yeah, I should uh, probably watch that show, huh? It's a good show. I've never seen it, but I remember. I, all these people who would have turned their nose up at it because it stuck it in a TV show, they like it now. Oh, yeah, weird it's, song. I, admittedly, I'm not a fan of the song, but you know, it's not to say it's a bad song. It's just not my cup of tea. Dawson, Steely Dan. I want to see Steely Dan. But I'm just, if you go to that show, they're going to have a short set because they're open. Why are they opening? I don't know. I'd rather see Steely Dan. I know. I'd rather see Steely Dan than the Eagles. I wouldn't myself. go to the end of my driveway to see the Eagles. Hey, have you seen what the ticket prices? Issue? I know they're ridiculous. They were yeah. stupid 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you would go to the end of your driveway to see them just so you could tell them to get out of your yard. <laughs> get off your property. I'd aim for Don Henley. <laughs> there you go. This is Peg by Steely Dan. Who got the last one? Oh, he did. I so did. it's 9 to 2. It's your turn, uh, John Dawson. <sighs> one, two million. You say two million. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Three million. How about five hundred seventy-four thousand? <laughs> it's ten to two. Let's do a couple more just for fun. This is fun. I'm having fun. Are y'all having fun? I'm yeah, having a, having a real. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting for his head to crack open and a little demon to pop out. Is this Tony, Ooh, Tony, this, Tony, no. or Bell Biv DeVoe? Yeah. Ooh. Stereo. If I can't get this in the ballpark, because I know for a fact, don't ask me why I know this, because I watched the show, it was on Glee. It was on Scrubs a lot, too. Yeah, it was. So this has had some exposure. I want to say some people from the band Sade had something to do with this. No, this was uh, Belle Biv DeVoe who were part of the I'm talking about the, music, the musicians. Oh, oh, okay, okay. 10 to 2, you lead John Dawson, but Jonathan Massey is your guest. Poison. I never I, trust a big butt and a smile. Have there ever been truer words sung, John Dawson? That's why I have you pay me in cash. <laughs> hey, wait, what? Hit that button. <laughs> I love this. It's like mutton. Hell. Like mutton indeed. Hold on. It's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. Get it out of my head. Miss her, kiss her, love her. Right here, look at that. Here you go. You know, you're making people turn the radio down. <laughs> here, here you go. I'm sorry. That's all right. Here you go. No, I deserve it. I do it to you all the time. The one That's time. That's why I did it. <laughs> I didn't even know what happened, but well, now saying, I do, and it makes me Somebody's laugh. driving to work, and they got the radio set, and all of a sudden, they haven't touched the radio, and it goes like this. <laughs> yeah, ah! you're right. Okay. 
Bell Biv DeVoe poison is 10 to 2. If I'm, was fun. I'm, I'm just sorry, man. No, I no, 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 no. I deserve it. I, I want you to know if I miss this by over a million, I'm going to go on a rant that will never see the light of day. I love it. Okay, well, so it's your turn, 10 to 2. 3.7 million. 3.6 million. <laughs> 3.3 million. You were within a million, but he gets it, so it's 11 to 2. Afro. Oh, hold on. How did you know me and a crew used to hold this? Good Lord. I should have talked over that one. That was disgusting. I don't know if we should let that air. I wish people could have seen your face. Hold on, hold on. Shh. Wait a minute. I hate to miss that. Yeah, I know. I thought they were going to do the. It's all good. Uh, let's do one more just for. Uh, it's 11 to 2. Uh, well, you, you know what? We'll end it Too with. Too loud, uh, dog. Yeah, you're right. Let's see. Uh, how about this? You were talking about scrubs? <laughs> Remember when they did this? Boston. More than a feeling. When Turk was doing his little leg thing with the microphone, it was awesome, man. Uh, it's 11 to 2. This is More Than a Feeling by Super Band Boston over there, John Dawson. How many times has this been Shazammed? I can't believe there's a human of any age that knows this is Boston. I wouldn't say any age. I, I mean, I would think somebody in their early 20s probably wouldn't know. I mean, you got to think, these kids now are just uncultured. Yeah. This is a great song, though. They're playing with their Fortnites and their, their Game Stops and the, the the widget spinners or whatever well, they yeah, are. Music, music's not as important anymore because you got to compete with video games and TikTok and whatever. I um, Back my in my day. Is it my guess? It is. Where's the truth? Um, I'm agreeing. Um. Four million. You say four million. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Four point five. Five point seven million. Mm. So there you go. You end on a good note, even though you got soundly defeated there, eleven to three. It's fixed. I, <laughs> it's I was fixed. hoping you were going to go on that rant that I would just bleep sixteen times. You want me to? Because I ahead, very just, well. Go ahead. I'll just bleep. I'm it. so sick of this bandwagon. These logistics of it make no sense. I'm sick and tired of all these rich Oh, what's this song? I'm watching Grace. You know what that song is. Nick went into the red. <laughs> oh God! Well, there goes my Saturday, but that was worth. It. Well, there you go. I gotta tell you, that was that was cathartic. <laughs> That'll be eighty dollars. <laughs> Zam it! One by John Dawson, eleven to three. We'll see you tomorrow oh. on the Brian Hank Show, presented by. Uh, we go off this automation, dude. Definitely hurt. Yeah, I might have had that a little bit loud there, but uh, man, what a fun show, man. Uh, thank you so much to uh, John and Jonathan there. Thank you to Scott Scooter Rogers uh, earlier this hour as he uh, was telling us about the Little League Softball World Series. I cannot wait. I will be out there uh, tonight for the 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock games. You should come out too. Let me know that you're out there. That would be, uh, be fun for me to know. Uh, Richard Clark in our first hour. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> really appreciate him too. Uh, tomorrow's show, 
We're going to have Michael Martin. I haven't seen my boy in, in several weeks now, so really looking forward to having him in here as we will talk about everything going on in the world of sports. Don't forget uh, the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame uh, ceremony coming up a week from Saturday. Uh, we're going to have uh, probably starting tomorrow, we're going to start having some of those guests on that are, are going to be inducted into that. So, listen, have a great Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.